Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. <laughs> you are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Come back and now tune into the other side, the other side of yeah. sports. I'm your host, Laws in the yeah. building. We got Aaron. It's me and Aaron rocking out. Trust me, D, he on hiatus, but he coming back. Don't worry about him. He good. He going to come back. That's right. Um, but, uh, bro, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today on this, on this show. We're going to get into all of it. Uh, of course, if you tune into, you logged into the channel, you subscribe to the channel, then you get all the updates. So when we do videos or stuff out the blue, um, we got some other stuff that's coming. You'll get the notification. You'll get to see it. And, and you know, hopefully you'll go and watch it. Um, but um, before we get into, you know, the main stuff, because because I what I want to do with this show particularly is to address a lot of the fan base out there and the people who listen to our show, rock with our brand, and, and really just break down uh, and clarify why we had a perspective that we do. Because I, I think that there's there's a lack of understanding, there's some ignorance in there, that people just aren't aware of certain things and how people move. And, and you know, I, I think what people have heard contradicts the facts. You know, so so we want we want to try to get into that. But before we get into that, we got a question of the day, but it, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different because I, I saw this clip and after I watched the clip and I was I, I was flabbergasted because I could not for the life of me understand where this privilege privilege and entitlement came from. So I'm gonna play the clip real quick. We can look at it, analyze it, and then we we can give it a get to uh, talk about it a little bit. Okay, here, here go the clip. This is replacing our question of the day. Um, here you go. I had yeah. a woman at work tell me, um, "You make it hard for women like myself." Because I told her that I'm not going on no damn Applebee's date. No, if a man uh, tell nah, me we going on a we date, we going to Applebee's. I ain't no he two going for by twenty because I'm not going. I'm not no two for twenty. Chick. I'm a two for twenty if. If I'm buying it for myself. No, I'm a two for 20 if we've been in this thing for some long, for a long time. No, and we just kicking we it going, like, yeah. like yeah. But we're going to lunch. lunch. We're we going to yes. we, we not. I want to take for, you on a date. You're not going to two for 20 I'm just you and our first date would not be Applebee's. Yeah, or second or third. My friend just told a guy, she ain't want Juicy Crab. And that's oh, cool. okay. Well, I, I yeah, mean, that's, 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 yeah, that's, it's, it's, yeah. Because yeah. there are women who yeah. will take, like I told her, I'm not making it hard for you because first of all, men, you don't even date the we same circles. Date the same. We don't we date don't, the same men. Yeah. The men I date, that's not even going to come out of their mouth. Like on the first, second, mm-hmm. probably exactly. or third date. They're but not going to be like, let's... But she's taking down, so that's, why, that's the type of men that she's going to attract. Okay. 
because well, she's taking that's what she, she's, yeah, yeah and, because and she's that's a, fine. She, but she could date a guy a, a higher status if she didn't take down. Hey, and a guy's gonna let somebody got to date him now. So she, she's going yeah. to do that. But a guy's a gonna, gonna treat you how? Yeah. Wow, wow! I'm gonna give you. Ruth Chris, right. you like Applebee's, yeah. And then we gonna always be at Applebee's, we're always, always, because they trying to set the tone and see what it is. The sound went out. Did you get? Did you hear any of it? Yeah, the majority of it. Sound went out for like the last like five, ten seconds. <laughs> No, they, they basically essentially say that once you accept Applebee's, then you just get an Applebee's for forever after that. That's that's what that's what the last statement was. If that's the case, what's wrong with that? See, we got to try not to get too too real on this. So we gonna I'm gonna get real. Aspects out. I'm gonna get real. Aspects out. These, these youngins. <laughs> don't need to be entitled to say what they not getting and what they first of all they all talking about dating so at whatever age bracket they're in they're all single so let's start there there are no husbands involved in this conversation that's first and foremost so that knocks down the whole premise to begin with secondly what's wrong with a, a Bama that can afford Applebee's or eating at Applebee's as compared to see if it was a chain restaurant with more prestige behind the name they'd have been fine with it They'd have been fine with it. Like if somebody said we're going to Ruth Chris or we're going to Morton's or somewhere, she could post on IG and make it look like, you know what I mean? She's shaking and moving. Then that would have been fine. So it's not the fact that it's a chain restaurant. It's And another part of this joint is these youngers be lying, though. If I pulled up on them and said we eating at the Ikea food court, they saying OK and they showing up. <laughs> It's all for social media and for other women, dog. No, where where did I where did the social media get to the place where this is acceptable, dog? Where you can just get on the internet and just lie about everything, dog. Babbins is not knocking their doors down to take them to Ruth Chris and Morton's, dog. Not it, them. Just... They don't qualify. Physically, they do not qualify. That's first and foremost. People can get mad and not like it, but they don't qualify dog, for two hundred dollar dates, dog. Especially not off the rip. It's not happening. I don't care what they say. I want to see proof. And I want to see the, the last four digits to the card that was used to pay for the meal. Because they pay for themselves if they posted that joint on <laughs> on uh, on the IG or the Facebook, dog. It's a lie. Dog, and this is the thing. They can make up their scenarios and what they go, how they're going to respond to stuff that will never happen. Nobody's asking them to go to Applebee's or any, like... <laughs> That's a fact. They're not even asking them to go to Applebee's, dog. Yo, I don't know where they, I don't know where these these bum Jones got it confused with somebody in their DMs. It, it like it's not reality, Harold. It's, it's all about competing with other women on social media. That's what it's really about. It has nothing to do with men, for real, for real. It has nothing to do with aspiring to be married or dating, for real, for real. It all has to do with this image they want to portray, portray. It's the same thing that goes along with the music of being the baddest B. Like, and, and social media kind of has people aspiring to stuff that's not in their real reality, for real. Like, we, I think we had a conversation about this uh, the other day where the youngins, if they, their grandparent was successful... Their grandfather was riding around in a Cadillac at most, Grand Marquis, something like that. These youngers out here expecting Bamas to have Benzes and Bentleys and all this other kind of stuff. It's just, it's illogical, though. It's illogical. This is less than one percent, less than half of one percent of the population. 
that's out here really living like this sustainably. I'm not talking about Bama's that's using their last of their last to go, you know what I mean, live a type of lifestyle that they can't really afford. I'm talking about Bama's that can sustain that type of lifestyle is less than a half a percent of the population. So so this is the thing. I saw a a post on That Truth. Anybody, people listening to the show know about the That Truth channel on, on Facebook. It's a Facebook group talking about six figures is not enough anymore. For a, so what it so what is a high value man if six figures is not enough anymore? I'm like y'all already have a shortened like pool dating pool pool, pool dating pool and and opposed to trying to widen it you're trying to shorten it that they're trying to dis- what they're really trying to do is discredit anything that a straight man says about what his standard is and him not having to accept any woman just because her skin is black. That's what it's really, really, really about. They feel entitled to a man, no matter how successful he is, because they feel like other women of other complexions are entitled to those men that are of high, of high status. Mm-hmm. You don't hear these conversations take place between white men and white women. You don't hear it between uh, Latin or Spanish people and Spanish women. It's just a black conversation because the, the facts about finances in, in, in that community and there's a civil war going on between or buy a bunch of a, a big chunk of women who are in a certain age bracket who basically look at their future and say they're not going to have a man in their life. And so the conversation is basically, do you need a man? Do I need a man to be happy or not? And they don't like that conversation to take place. So they basically discredit all the people saying you need to go get somebody versus and they don't want to date a dude making 40, nobody. 50, 60,000. <laughs> they're, they're, you're going to be taking the trash out every day. You're going to have to, if somebody, you hear some noises downstairs, it's going to be you and your high heels stilettos got to go downstairs. Dog. <laughs> and, they, and right now when you're 30, it's fine. But when you get 40 and 50 and 60 and the body don't work like the way it used to work and you're doing all these things for yourself, it's not set up for anybody to be by themselves in that age bracket. We Men, women, anybody. Like, it's not life is not set up that way. Not in the mm-hmm. capitalist society. Anyway, it, it's unsustainable. So No, you, you playing chicken on the street with a Mack truck. You're not going to win. <laughs> you're not going to win. I, I just... These scenarios and go ahead. No, I'm just saying these scenarios and these fabricated like and that and that's the thing, you know. Of course, me and the missus, we talk about different things, we have conversations and stuff, and a lot of times we're on opposite end, but I'm like, I'm I already won. I don't like it doesn't even apply to me, so I don't have no stake in the game to be like like you know what I'm saying? Like actually like like what is it? It don't mean mean nothing to me, but it's it's a delirium going around, dog. It, it gotta be in the DSM five, dog. Somewhere <laughs> this this type of cognitive dissonance to just reality. You just kind of just living in a bizarro world where where stuff just it's not even realistic. And it, it, it's kind of funny because you can't really because their argument is twenty and thirty years off. A lot of times, let's say at the age bracket they are now, ten and fifteen years off. You can't really like what you gonna go back on social media in fifteen years from now and be like, see, I told you, you can't really do so. <laughs> so they kind of feel like they have the freedom to say whatever yeah, yeah. and just take whatever position they want because it would it would just be insensitive even if you did go back and be like, life looking real rough for you over there. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's like yeah. 
and and yeah. they they already see themselves as being like they they kind of the writing's on the wall. They they kind of got the message that look, this is probably gonna be what my life looks like for the rest of my life. So let me go ahead and make the best of it, and at least act like mm-hmm. it's the life that I chose versus the life that I ended up with based on decisions I made. Yeah. Okay. So this 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 is the perfect setup, the perfect setup for our next topic, though. Spoiler alert, right off break. I'm just going to let y'all know there's a spoiler alert coming. If you don't want to hear it, go ahead, tap out for the next 10 minutes or so. Insecure, season finale. And usually, you know, on our show, we, we kind of go through the different episodes and we'll kind of talk about different things. In this situation, we just let it play all the way through. We got here down to the, the final straw, right? Uh, anybody who's watching the show... Um, like I, I just want to take a moment to say one thing before I before I get into the actual episode and spoil everything. Insecure is a phenomenal show. I just gotta say that it's a phenomenal show in every aspect of phenomenal. It's one of a kind in the topics that is broached, in the representation that is provided for, for black culture, black people, for the, the perspectives that is, is shown around black people, us being educated more than just a rap video or rap song or athlete. Uh, it, it shows so many layers to just our culture, you know, what what how we, you know, maneuver in different spaces and stuff. And I, I just being think- Being regular, though. Just being, like being regular, regular though, black just, people. Just being regular black people, I, I think this show hit uh, maybe ninety five percent of all black culture and what we're into and how we operate and act like on the head, right? You know, I'd even argue from it's the best black show, best modern black show in existence. I, I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue against. I wouldn't argue against you. So, like, props to Issa Rae and just her vision. Even HBO executives being able to like kind of look past certain things in order to be open-minded to just her vision and different things like that and like her show like you know because she had the awkward black girl on on uh on youtube and it kind of spun you know and it kind of gave her the opportunity to like get get the hbo show and stuff like that and from season one to now the show has been like it didn't really take no dips like it kind of stayed on par you know the comedy in it was was consistent you know they had characters and they kind of i thought it was brilliantly done so with that said like the show is phenomenal if you haven't watched it i would i would advise you you know check it out um you know, even if you're a guy, like the jump is is a great show. Um, but with all that being said, the finale, uh, Molly gets married in the finale to one of her co-workers who's a who's another lawyer. Um, and 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 granted, when I saw that, I was like, I already like I had to like temper myself. Like I had to turn the dial down because I was like, mm. but discussing it with the missus and kind of looking more, I'll say objectively, Molly did do some things. She went to counseling, even though she got slandered for it initially. I would say this season, she's been the most amenable out of all the Mollies in all previous seasons. Like she's just been very like easygoing, chill, laughable, like, like, 
they really show a polarizing difference. Now, the only kind of gripe I had with the whole situation was that it happened like, like it didn't show the work that's required to kind of get there. Especially for someone, a youngin like Molly, who was so entrenched in her kind of mindset and like entitlement that it's like, it almost made it seem like, like she just turned it around and it was just like, poof, I'm a new me. And like, that reaped the benefits of what she desired in her heart, which I think from the outside looking in, it could be misleading to youngins who kind of sit in that same space. That's what I'm going to say about that. Issa Rae's situation, on the other hand, her character out here thotting it up, running around, she dating one Bama who has issues, but she's not really completely honest about her, like her, I would say just in a space of, not even insecurity, but just like in a space of like, like just going with the motions, which people do just kind of just float along. They're not really committed. They're not really sure if what they have is what they want, but they just like, just kind of just rock with it. They's like, I'm just going to ride the boat and just see where it goes. And then those boats collide when her bad decision, she called, uh, what's the Bama name? Lawrence in the middle of the night off of like just a random. And then she hung up before he picked up he called her back. They didn't talk. So then when they were like actually face to face, it was just in a bad, it, was, it wasn't the right timing. And they tried to have a conversation there. Her boyfriend is there. That Batman don't like what's going on. He's like, hold on, bro. Like you pressing my youngin out. Like I'm gonna need you to chill. And it's, you know, male testosterone coming to the picture. All of that just kind of build up. And then she end up, she ends up like breaking up with Nathan, who's the dude that she's with. And, she, and then they fast forward some some time passes and then her and Lawrence eventually get back together. He got the baby mom. He got, you know, the son out of wedlock with the slim. And now him and Issa almost like fake happily ever after type Joan. They show her at uh, at a. Uh, um, Molly and, and the dude Torian's wedding and like they're there together and stuff like that and then you know she she gets off of work and she comes home and it's like the stepson and Lawrence there and like you know they one little big happy family it, it, it don't work like that people it just don't work like that and 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 People are gonna say, "Oh, yo, you a hater, dog? You a hate, dog? I don't have no reason to hate. I ha- I won. Like it's 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 a like you know what I'm trying to say. Like, dog, it's like Jordan saying, dog, Pip is not it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like Jordan saying, Pip is not it. Oh, dog, you hate? No, he's not. The Batman got six chips. He, but you wouldn't have won without Pip. Dog, stop it. You switch Pippin out with Clyde Drexler is six chips. Like stop it. So. I'm not hating. I'm just saying that that's not, it's a, it's a false reality that it works out like that dog. And, and granted there are blended families and there are stuff, but like you can't discard, right? Play around in the streets and then try to come back. It just don't work like that. No Bama who has his stuff together. Like Lawrence pretty much did in this situation. It's going for that. 
after all them circles around and the whole nick like the drama and all that and then you know her thought behavior even unknown like nobody's going for that though especially if he if he's aware Aaron talk to me am I am I wilding am I off the rocker so you're not wilding but I I feel like it's a, a couple caveats that we gotta add for context like we get to see all the thought and she did he's not seeing everything that we see as a viewer so of course your mind could be your worst enemy but he know about a couple little indiscretions but in his mind I'm sure she ain't saying oh yeah I smashed this dude and then this dude and this dude and this time frame and this dude and this dude fair, fair. so in his mind he's almost getting back the same he said that the nigga was with she the one that left him it's not like you know what I mean like and he was right. he was I think the bigger issue for me is feeling like when he was a bum bama on the sofa trying to pull his dream together he was discardable but then when the bama go through the bumps in the building process and get to the point this is just like online that, dog that's where they, that's where they that's can have where... him back when he get to the point where he doesn't want you anymore like you know what I mean like it's no dude that's gonna deal with that and a young and not acting right when stuff was messed up. And then you get your stuff on the on the back end and this Bama living the dream and now all of a sudden you get to just come back and or press autocorrect to rewind. Like it's it, we're not rocking like that. It's just that's not how it goes. Not at that level. So nah. of course, if you know what I mean, Bama's working at UPS, be like, oh, I got my young and back after, or you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just different. Like you're not in a space to be able to even comment or feel one way or the other. Cause you you might not have the same options that a Bama that's on that tier is gonna have. And that plays a role in how everybody sees and views everything. So let's be clear. I'm not talking to the Bamas that went back with their baby moms or the young and mm-hmm. that cheated on them if you work in, you know what I mean, you manage at CVS or you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's just different. It's different. And, and from a female standpoint, it might happen for Issa. Issa looks one way. The same way a man's resource or, or his cachet is based on his earning ability, stability, stuff like that. Like from a female standpoint, your currency is your your physical, your physical. Mm-hmm. So it, it might have worked out for Issa. Do you look like Issa? If you, if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, that's got to be a part of the conversation. So when you're making decisions out here and running the streets and feeling like, oh, this dude boring, you know what I mean? Like, or, I mean, of course, at this age bracket, it's kind of different. Like, mm-hmm. a 40 year old younger can't be dating dudes based on potential that's sleeping on the sofa. Like, let's yeah, be clear. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I just mean for like that age bracket where people are dating, like, you fresh out of college, 20, 20, you know what I mean? Where yeah. people are still finding themselves and figuring out yeah. what the second half of their life is going to look like. You got to be careful when you're making those decisions to run the streets. Start. And, and, right. You want to thought it up or with just your friends get, and do what you see on Instagram. Do rest stuff with your friends is. out here. Thinking you're just gonna you gonna level out at 30, 35. Yeah, or you just gonna get out. what you want at yeah at thirty five. Like, Life oh yeah, I'm gonna like just that. go get my career, and then once that's open, then I I'll, I'll, I'll start trying to date and meet somebody. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. So figure like if you can figure it out, your early twenties. No. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's just like a Bama playing basketball in AAU. Go to school, go to college, play college basketball, then just stop playing. Then get to 35 and just say, I'm going to just try and get in the D League. <laughs> it don't work like that, dog. 
Now, is it one Bama who did it? Probably. It's probably one Bama, but he don't stay in the league long. Because that's just not how that. Like, yeah, I'm going to be a rapper and then I'm going to come back and then pick up the basketball later or so, or vice versa. You know what I mean? It's just, you got to be careful, though. And the decisions you make like that. as it relates to Dayton, they're going to come back and you're going to see them directly reflected in your face 10, 15, 20 years down the road. So so choose wisely. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, and, and granted, I think the show tried to, because this is this the final season to the jump. So, you know, of course, for context, they had to like pack a lot of time into a short span. Um, I just think if you watching from the outside looking in and your brain doesn't like put the logical synapses together, you could you could miss it's like it's like when Bama's get birth on TV. Like if you've really seen a birth before, the journal TV is like light years away from the, the truth of how it really happened. Even when youngers have sex on TV, like you never see them like put on a uh, protection and nothing like that. They just start smashing, kissing, smacking up against some dresser drawers and all type of stuff like that. Then it just that's not how it really go, dog. Nah, so 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 I I just had to like give a disclaimer because you. Young is out. It's a lot of young is out here that just thinking like, oh, young, that'll be my story too. Like, I can just be dysfunctional. I can just be out here in the streets and just do whatever. And like, I don't have to really do no real work. And it'll just fall in my lap. And you could kind of like, as perfect as the show is, you can see that it's written from a woman's perspective. Like, if you take the same show and have a guy write the last episode, the two things you talked about, Issa ended up with uh, Lawrence and then Molly mm-hmm. getting married, don't happen. It happens the other way around. Molly by herself and then Issa is stuck in the streets or with settling. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. And that's kind of the conversation we were hitting at before, like just a male and female perspective in this community. That's just how A man does not want to feel like he's sloppy seconds or he the last choice or, you know, you messed up. And like men are very prideful. Men have a lot of like, like our, our worth in many cases can be built in how the women that are in our lives see us. And so if you discard the Bama when he down and then all of a sudden he come up and then you're like, oh yeah, like, I'm not sure. He gonna be looking at you like you a burnt muffin in the oven, dog. Like he not, like, I don't want that. Back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot, you all on me, dog. And I think part of that also, like just to add a little bit of context, is before Lawrence got his stuff together and came up, they started dressing him different. You could just tell the whole vibe they was trying to give from Lawrence was completely different from like the first uh, season or two. And so like stuff he was dealing with even then, he was kind of a lame. So then when you look at him when he up, you expect him to make decisions that somebody that's been up or been, you know what I mean? Like that's their life for real would make when in reality, the Bama, like you would say, like a Herb Johnson auto, like a square kind of dude from the jump. So in that scenario, if you kind of separate the fact that it's a TV and a chosen actor versus somebody in their real life, yeah. like that, you can kind of see that, where that decision would be too. made. Like they did everything perfect, dog, because they got the right Bama to be Lawrence, dog. He, he, you know, I just say this, he, he a, a well-dressed, good-looking man who came up 
And he could play both sides. Like he could play the square and the square Babbitt. Square and yeah, dirt, dirt ball, Babbitt on paper, <laughs> just you know, leeching. Both, both roles is believable. Yeah. yeah, dog. Bama start, Bama start hitting the wave room too, dog. You be start filling out shirts and everything at the end. I'm like, don't they got my man Buff Bang around? Because the, the youngest one commenting on him the yeah, first two seasons. Exactly. Then exactly. by the third season, no, he was the, the sex first, symbol the on social media. Was, yeah, first the season they was slandering the Bama, dog. They was slandering. Oh, Lawrence, is a, he's a dog. He just slept with the Bama haircut. He just oh, he's getting the fresh shape up. Yeah. Now the Bama clean as a whistle. All right, day all day. Young as love him, dog. So yeah, and they just yeah. So I, it, yeah, I, I yeah. It's a great show. I definitely again, you gotta watch it, dog. You gotta watch it. Even Molly's communication, like they, I thought they they did a real good job in showcasing her level of communication in the last season, because that's what used to be like her Achilles heel all the time in these relationships she started to communicate and it started to help her youngest need to, that's a note if i'm leaving you with any gems these youngest out here who want to be married want to be in a relationship you have to learn how to communicate this whole the bama got to figure out what's going on with me or he got to know what or he got to be up my butt and see what i'm what's going on with me and hit me up and just be about me dog them days is is finished you got to learn to communicate openly about what you experiencing how you feeling all x y and z things that's going on the dude will will move accordingly he will move accordingly to what how you communicate and and granted i'm not saying this is a one-way street of communication but what i'm saying is is that the, the days of well he should know that whole bit of he should know or he can't tell that i'm like Don't work. I'm telling you, it don't work. Um, but yeah, dog, five out of five stars for the show. Um, definitely go check it out. Uh, on to some sports. I guess for those who ain't peeped the show yesterday, we we could just we could go ahead and just show it, dog. Two defensive linemen. College teammates as well. Oh. Well, Allen in particular was very vocal about their performance last week when they were really shredded by that Philadelphia ground game. So that's what happens. And you're on the way to a possible third straight loss to try to calm them down. I want to see that, especially amongst guys that are going to be in the same exact room. And I've seen a lot of things on the sideline, and I have no idea what was said, but I have never seen a teammate like that, you know, with Jonathan Allen taking a swing. And Ron Payne, don't know what he said, don't know what Jonathan Allen said. Is that, is that a direct result of the 56 to 14 L that these Bams was catching? I think they might have been down 42 at that point. I mean, that's a part of it. Or, or is the bigger thing that there's no leadership in the locker room? I think we knew that part, though. Um, we've been, like, kind of teasing at the fact that Ron seems kind of lost and it's just a bunch of people just doing whatever they want to do over in that building. Um, even though we were sold on that being the reason they hired him is him being able to kind of rein things in and get things under control. So, mm-hmm. um, 
he doesn't have control of his coaches, the players. Clearly, when you look at the biggest outbreak the league scene has been with the Washington football team, it's just a bunch of stuff that you can kind of get a sense that he's. It seems like he's just there. <laughs> like I can't point my finger to one thing that he does elite or that he's great at as a coach since he's been here or since he was in Carolina. Other than MVP Cam carrying him to that Super Bowl, I can't point out anything stellar about Ron Rivera's coaching career. Um, I, I, I can point out something stellar. This Batman is a great con artist. I tell oh, you that much. Oh, yeah, the excuses is elite. So I take that back. His, his level of excuse making and not answering questions is elite. But from a beneficial football standpoint, I can't name a single thing. Nepotism? So, I don't know. So, so again, People follow us. People, you know, they, 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 you know, they see some of the statements I make on Twitter. I go ham on Twitter. Yes, follow me at Laws That Live By on Twitter. We, we, we on there going heavy. A lot of people seem to think that this is Dan's fault. That the culture, that everything that's going on with the team is all Dan Snyder's fault. Do you agree with that? I mean, he. Uh, Dan's biggest issue is he's a fanboy, mm. and in the era that he's a fan of is this this dinosaur era of, of of NFL football. Like he just falls in love with these old dinosaurs who do things the old way, who think an old way. Like we saw Lafleur, who's the head coach of Green Bay, come through here. We saw Kyle Shanahan come through here. We saw Sean McVay come through here, and none of those get Dan excited. But then you talk about a Joe Gibbs or a Marty Schottenheimer, or the brother of John Gruden, Jay Gruden, or you know what I mean? Uh, what's uh, Bruce Allen, who's the son of George? You know what I mean? All of this nostalgia seems to rile him up and get him excited. And I think that's his failure. He keeps bringing in failed coaches, people who are bad leaders who are liars who are con artists who apparently can't don't know how to draft players and coach football at the Mm. same time so they can never get good coaching and good evaluation going on at the same time in that building they make bad signings they put people in in the wrong position after those signings they try to put square pegs in round holes so it's it's just a failure from a football standpoint. I think people people kind of regurgitate things they hear in the media and on ESPN and, you know what I mean, things they hear other people say. They overvalue culture because culture is determined by winning and losing, not the other way around. Like, you don't bring good culture and then, and then all of a sudden you start winning. You get good football players in there and people who know how to develop those football players and know the X's and O's. And That's then it. all of a sudden the culture starts to look good. Like Dallas is toxic as hell. They have the metal in this owner down there, a coach who basically gets no respect, but at the same time, they have great players and the X's and O's is right. That's it. That's just, it. If you look at what the owner of the Patriots just got caught up in, if you look at the the owner from San Francisco that was charging the players Gator money to get Gatorades in the locker room, you look at the crackhead coach they got in Indianapolis. It's a like People try to point the finger at Dan because they don't know the real reason that the team and, is and, and, that, and that's the that's the point that I was trying to make, that, that when you talk about culture and you talk about just some of the different things, because I had, shout out my man Colin, he sent me a thread with all the stuff that Dan Snyder has been involved in or done, you know, give rich off of switching customers, telephone service without authorizing under the Snyder communications, illegal practice, like... 
dog, what Dan Snyder has done, even from like a shrewd business perspective, you know, all the stuff with the parking lot and trying to like, you know, just just basically keep money in his pocket, dog. All the funny business is not exclusive to Dan Snyder. That that's the point I'm trying to make. Like it's like people like, oh yeah, Dan, he's a he's a cruddy individual. Dog, there's a lot of cruddy individuals. That's in how the you get that, that rich. That, that's exactly. how you get that rich. Dog, Stan Kroenke is accused of basically causing a man to, to commit suicide because he bought land and took the people off the property and forced them off their land, off their property, dog. The Bama wrote a wrote a wrote a note and and basically killed himself. And the wife was like, dog, like it's Stan Kroenke's fault. Nobody batting an eye. They ain't talk about this bad man in the news, talk about he he a terrible dude or not. None of that. And it's not to argue Dan's a great guy. That's that's what, nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But what we're trying to say is that like this whole narrative that he's the big bad wolf in in the league, and that's why our team is so so terrible. It's like, dog, Jerry Richardson, that Batman had a rack of sexual misconduct. He touching young his butts on scooters. He walking around the jump like he he treating the, the stadium jump like he's a Playboy Mansion, dog. He, <laughs> but they don't know any better. And that's just what it comes down to. They get gung-ho about these hires and they get mad at us and we're not gung-ho about it. Then when you turn around two years later, three years later, they have to stand on that. So instead of saying, you know what, this joint don't look like it's going the way we thought it was going to go. They'd rather argue other things. It was the same thing with Jay Harold. If you don't remember, this was not that long ago. It was up until the, 12th, the 11th hour that people finally was like, you know what, he's a trash coach. The media was all buddy-buddy with him. You got people in the but media the playing is, golf He was a him. trash person too, dog. They I- don't care about that part because it doesn't help their argument. It Yo, doesn't help you, their you argument. T- you talk about Charlie Casserly, all these babies that we had here, Serato, all, all these babies is trash, dog. They all were not good. They weren't good people. Clearly, Bruce Allen wasn't a good person. Him and uh, Gruden passing notes back and forth, slandering people, talking about all the stuff that they did that was funny behind the scenes and stuff like that. Like, this happens around the league. What it comes down to is they're not good at football. Dan's not good at picking football people, but that's his culpability. That's his, that's his. And if you want to blame him for that, sure, why not? But we just can't say like, like this, this whole culture, like it, it's just a trigger word and it's a scapegoat word that doesn't really highlight or put real accountability on anything that can be changed or shifted. Cause you're not getting rid of the owner, dog. Not happening. So, if you're not getting rid of the owner, you just telling me I just gotta like accept losing and just accept like I mean this job, I'm I'm really feeling like a fan, Aaron, because I'm fighting the other fans, dog. I'm I'm fighting my own team mates on the, on the that's supposed to be rooting for the team, but like that's why I had to let the teams go here because being rooting for this team is like being on a group project with a bunch of D students, dog. It's like, it's, it's just, it makes no sense. Like, to, you can't even reach a certain level of logic to be able to reason with people. And then you're trying to have these debates, like where people don't understand the stuff that they're talking about. It's just, it's just a waste, dog. It's a complete waste. 
And then I Yo. look at how stupid some of these people are. And I'm like, do I want to be in a group with these idiots? Yo, let me let me tell y'all something though. This is this is this is real talk right here. This Bama Robert Kraft had a menace on his roster. A killer, a real killer. Not a fake killer, not a Bama who talked like a real killer on his team, though. Multiple bodies. This Bama went to court in his for his on his behalf. Though this Bama was caught down in a bordello in Miami somewhere where they had people who are sex trafficked. Like, let's not sugarcoat it and try to make it. Like glorify it and try to make it seem, oh, like, yeah, he was just down there at a massage parlor. No, he was down there to put his Lebo in youngins. <laughs> and these youngins were not, they were undocumented workers. This was not like no legal, legalized situation. This was people and young women who were being sex trafficked in that world. And this bad man just went right back up top. And then after some time, lawyers dropped all the charges, dog. Video didn't come out. None of it, dog. They had this Bama dead to rights. And it all went away because the Bama got the bread to flex. And so if you're talking about, matter of fact, you're talking about culture, the Patriots cheated for 10 years, dog. These Bamas videotaped other teams. They're all types of funny business, dog. I have inside information that I know for a fact, this is vetted, that when teams would come to play the Patriots, these Bamas would do have people pay people to go ring fire alarms in the middle of the night at the at the team hotels where the opposing team would be staying, do all types of fun, have cold air blowing in the locker room where Bamas can't even be in the jump without fr- like these are the type of practices that these Bamas was don't you talk about culture, but because they won. Nobody, everybody turn a blind eye. Nobody say nothing. These, like, the stuff that people come up with, let's not, stop saying culture. Stop trying to make it seem like it's all Dan Snyder's fault. Dog, the only, like you say, Aaron, the only real thing that's really Dan Snyder's fault is the Bama just pick wrong people, dog. And whatever, for whatever reason, his bad decision-making gravitates to other bad decision-makers, dog, and Bama's who just are frauds. And, like, con artists and swindlers like that's his fan base but we not gonna just try to like just point the gun at him and not at the people that 56 14 loss dog dan snyder didn't have nothing to do with that dog you can say it's the benches or they shipped the benches and they shouldn't have took the benches to dallas like they look stupid well you can say whatever you want to say about that but what I'm saying is when Bamas is on the field and 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 Bamas is missing tackles or they're not in position to make a tackle or you got a quarterback out that zone going two for 17 and can't get the ball downfield and and you don't bench him, you don't even consider it a halftime to try to spark the team or nothing, like, that's not on Dan. That's not on Dan. Now... They don't want to I mean, have the conversation about Heineke, who was spectacular, who everybody loved, you know what I mean, uh, eight weeks ago or when they were on that um, four-game winning streak or in the offseason. Like, people don't want to have those conversations because they've already staked their flag, though. They don't want to have those conversations. They don't want to talk Heineke. about how Kyle Allen comes in the game and immediately, immediately, it looks like an adult offense. Kyle... 
Taylor Heineke is a 67 on Madden, dog. We're just going to keep it all the way 100. The Bab is not that good. He's not good. He's not good. Can he be elusive? Yes. But elusive in itself does not win you football games. It does not make you a great quarterback. Just because you're elusive. Elusiveness what means that for you to exhibit your best attribute, the play has to break down. The offensive line has to break down. You're already at a deficit, though. So it's it's just a bunch of retardedness when it comes to this because we've had tons of elusive quarterbacks in the league for the past 15 years, but they get slandered for being elusive. You need to stay in the pocket and go through your reads and get rid of the ball quicker. But all of a sudden, now elusiveness is magic and it's the formula to, to Ws. Like, it's just, you know what we're dealing with at this point. So it, it's no point in arguing with these people. That's why I root for him to lose every week. Up the way, go up, go up ninety five. You drive up there long enough, you gonna run into uh, the New York Giants. They have decided that they are going to bring back Daniel Jones and David Gettleman and Joe Judge <laughs> and Joe Judge. What do you think about that? Aaron? Is that is that a good decision? I'm about to pull up Daniel Jones' record, and I'm going to let you know. Let's see what we got going here. We know what his record is, though. I don't. I'm about to pull it up. His number... I remember last year, we was comparing his number to Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, and it wasn't that much difference. It wasn't that much different. I mean... I wish D was here to just kind of say it because sometimes people think, oh, you you watch the football team. You biased. You're not going to keep it on. Listen, bro, he's not it. We told you he's not it from day one. Three and nine, five and nine, four and seven. It's egregious. 12 and 25 overall. 45 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. And his first, well, in this year is the first year where um, the ratio wasn't egregious because he's 12 to 24, so one to two. But when last year, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. No, that was his rookie year. Since he's 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and then 10 and seven this year. So, um, yeah, a little like trash to me. Hot garbage. Get him out of here. I don't know what what is going what what are they looking at that leads them to believe that there's a glimmer of hope that bringing him back is going to provide for this team. They don't need that when you got the complexion for the protection. It's just what happens when you draft a guy in the first round, he gets to play out his time there. The only white guy I can think of this happening to is Josh Rosen. And he was saying half Trump and all that. And you know they don't rock with that. But other the than whole that, league, the whole league magnet. EJ Manuel's the only other guy I can think of that got this that got the treatment like Dwayne got, where it's like you don't get to play out um the fact that you were a first round quarterback. You don't get to play it out. I just don't. I don't know what they're looking at. I don't know how Dave Gettleman got got uh the cachet to just even say he coming back. Wasn't this his last chance to get the team together? That's what we thought. 
and after the debacle of a season that they've had and being terrible, you figure it'd be over with. But apparently it's not. Apparently it's not. I know this show is, is is baffling to me. This dude, him and Taylor Heineke might be neck and neck, though. Stat wise. And they, and they bringing him back again. Joe Judge might be the only person in the equation that I feel like he probably should get another opportunity. But at the beginning of the season, the Bama was really trying to be Judge Dredd out there and yelling at Bama's and doing all type of stuff. And Bama started to retire. Like we told them that that was going to be reflected in the season. We we it's so funny, dog. Bama's get mad and get out bent out of shape when we say stuff ahead of time. But then when it plays out, nobody apologizes, nobody acknowledges. We don't get hey, y'all was get right. No I never get no DMs like, "Hey, y'all was right about this." You said Zach Wilson was some trash. Trash. No, you was right about that, dog. Oh, you said Kirk Cousins is is a loser, and he he's a loser, dog. Kirk Cousins is not making the playoffs this year. Despite what his numbers look like, old young, he lost stealing for two games. Excuses, dog. Excuses. He's a loser, dog. He's a loser. We told y'all. And 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 it's okay. Cause you know, I mean, this is a thankless job. You know what I'm saying? We we come out here, we keep it a hundred. Sometimes it, it takes courage to stand on the side where nobody's gonna like your opinion or what you have to say. It just, I mean. You know, it got me in trouble when I was younger because I, I was the type of dude, I just ain't following what everybody else was doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all about to go? Oh, yeah, I'm going over here, you know? And sometimes you're you not popular. Sometimes you kind of the outcast. You got to learn to stand alone because, dog, we was right. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. They're going to try this experiment again. They're going to bring everybody back. It's going to be... You think you think Joe Judge was 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 uh on a team heavy this year trying to like get Bama's to fall in line and do what you think next year? Did, did all the pressure just go up more? And the the thing that that's crazy is Daniel Jones already got one coach fired. I don't know if he's gonna make it to three coaches, but I didn't see a scenario where you could bring both back. I felt like it was one or the other. Like somebody's got to be responsible for this. Is it the head coach? Is it the quarterback? But you can't have both of them completely absolved of blame. And it appears that that's what the case is going to be. And you were thinking, of, and this is why the, the NFC East is is just, you got these old people making these old decisions, though, like so conservative. Like neither one of them has done anything to come back, particularly the GM who forced this, drafted him too high. And wanted to be right and go against the grain when everybody else said, nah, that ain't it. We didn't see anything at Duke that would suggest Mm-mm. you should be drafting them this high. And then they just bring everybody back? No, like nothing happened. And nobody has to explain anything. It's just... And, 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 and the season is still going on. So they're just... Like, and, and, and granted, was it last year or the year before... They had a chance to like keep like I think Washington out of the playoffs, and and didn't they just lay an egg and just just didn't even try? I could have sworn it was them, dog. I, I just that was Philly because remember they oh, they, they were Philly. going to win and they took out um they took out Hurt oh yeah they took out and put yeah, in the Hurts, bum. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was Philly. That was Philly. But yeah, you're right. I, I just don't. They have not done anything to warrant bringing them three gumps back, dog. They are trash. Dale Jones, bro. I need what you got, dog. Because whatever that is, young, like this dude is a fumbling machine. He turned the ball over every game. <laughs> like I, you know the drill. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing, dog. It's amazing. Uh, what else we got on tap, dog? We got the games. I mean, we can talk about playoff seedings. Looks like the Chiefs gonna be in there. Titans gonna be in there. Uh, well, Titans is still in the hunt. They ten and five. I think Titans will make it. Uh, right now the Bengals are the third seed. Uh, Bills is the fourth seed. Colts. Fifth, Patriots sixth. Um, they lost to the Bills. Chargers on the bubble. They didn't they lose to the Texans, yeah? They got washed by the Texans, actually. Yeah, they got smoked. Yes, I, I, they done. They, I don't know what's up with the Chargers, though. They can't shout out my man Gabe. They just can't get right, though. They got all that talent in there. I mean, I know COVID hit them, but still, it's the Texans, bro. You can't be losing to the Texans. These winnable games. Um, I think the Washington football team, they got, don't they got the Eagles this week? They do. And the Eagles trying to fight for the playoff spot. So they're going to be trying to win this week. I Yeah, it's, it's all downhill for the Washington football team. I'm just, I'm just keep it all the way a buck. They done. They done. They not going to get this W this week. They not getting it. Um, we got our games. Uh, before we talk about a little bit of basketball, before we get out of here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favorite minus 14 and a half. I'm going with the Bills, dog. Bills need to win. They need to win everything here on out. You said they play who again? The Falcons. You're not oh, going yeah, with Matt Ryan. Hell no. Uh, you got the Giants at the Chicago Bears. Bears are favorite minus six and a half. Uh, looks like Bears going to have a, a coaching vacancy when it's all said and done. You think? Oh, you think they, he's finished? He's yeah. finished. Um, they play the Giants. Um, Bears are favorite minus six and a half versus the Giants. That's uh, it's high. That tells you how bad that the Giants are. Yeah, but I, I think I'm gonna go with the uh, Bears. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Bears too. Um, what you call it? It's some. It, I guess it's not good either. The backup quarterback that they they were playing in New York. Oh, from he's trash. From is trash. He's trash. And you like you like how they overlook this this Bama statements about superior white people. Should be the only ones with guns. <laughs> no, they put this Bama in the game. They started him this week. <laughs> Dog, it's out of control. It's out of control. It's like, it's like, it's like, I, I don't. Yeah, dog. I just want to be clear. The league is made up of misogyny and racism, dog. Like, it's just. If he would have said if only straight people or if only non-Jews could have guns. He couldn't. He, he wouldn't be in the cleat, league. His cleat couldn't even be in a locker if he said that. <laughs> They'd have burned his locker, dog. 
his name would have got snatched. They would have had a ball boy going to jump, snatch his name tag off the jump, scratch it out. He wouldn't even been able to walk, set foot in the locker room, dog. I'm going with Chicago, dog. Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs are favorite minus five. Uh, Chiefs have been playing, dog. Your, your boy been looking looking mighty good. Chiefs are back. I'm going Chiefs against. Chiefs well. minus the five. Okay, uh, I'm rocking with the Bengals, dog. I'm rocking with the Bengals. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are favorite minus three. Uh, Dolphins. They coming off a, a Monday night win. Uh, Fighting with, for a playoff spot. Waddle was 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 cooking, fighting for a playoff spot. So this is gonna be a good one. This is definitely gonna be a good a good matchup here. Uh, Dolphins. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Um, Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favorite minus six and a half. Damn, give me the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think the Raiders just, they're done. They're done. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New England Patriots. Patriots are favorite minus 15 and a half. Hold up, what? Jacksonville Jaguars at the New England Patriots. Patriots are favorite minus 15 and a half. Give me the Jags. Is, is, uh, who's going to be the new coach of the Jaguars? So to me, the no the no brainer pick would be Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Andrew put up a story today where they're saying they wanted to interview. Um, damn, who did he say? I know it was Todd Bowles was on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Todd Bowles and. Kellen Moore, the OC okay. for um, mm-hmm. Dallas, and Doug Peterson. Okay. The Doug Peterson interview is going to happen this week. Okay. Who 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 gets the job? Uh, Doug Peterson probably won't get the job. Like once you throw a white guy with a Super Bowl ring in the conversation, that's going to be the piece that always tips. Uh, it's going to tip in that direction. Uh, I think Byron Leftwich that would be the perfect job. But you, like, it sounded not, funny to me. They not, they not trying to, they not trying to. Uh, they not gonna let him inherit the best yeah. quarterback, young prospect in the league. You know what I mean? Like, black coaches just don't get that. They gonna find a white guy to give that, uh, to give that job to. And and you and you. That's the best job in the league. You know, That's- you know what they gonna really try to do? Because this is this is the move. What they try to do is they try to offer the job and see if you would hire the person you want. They wouldn't do this for anybody else, but they're going to try to... They, I, I see them trying to get Doug Peterson in here and just saying, hey, you think Byron would want to be your OC? Like, you think you could... Like, <laughs> I just don't... Byron Leftwich is the best the best option. He's the um, right... Uh, in any other scenario, right if it was a white O coordinator who just won a Super Bowl the year before, whose offense was dominating the league that Kyle very Shane. year... Kyle Shanahan, uh, Josh McDaniels, who was with the same quarterback in Belichick up in New England. You know what I mean? Uh, Sean McVay, any of these people, they get the job. They're the, they're the next hot candidate, not a retreat. 
But of course, when you're black, you got to go through extra hoops and you got to prove, you got to do extra equations. It's going to take two weeks of interviewing for him to, you know what I mean? It's just going to be one of those things again. That's unfortunate. Because I like Byron Leftwich. Come on down to DC. Come on down. Come on down. They're not uh, Carolina, gonna fire, they're not gonna fire Con, uh, Con Rivera, Conron. Conron, no they're not firing Conron, dog. Um, Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are favorite, minus six and a half. Who was the quarterback? Ian Book, Monday night. Oh, for the Saints, yeah. yeah. That experiment is, is over with. That it's experiment over. is over with. Talking about Taysom Hill, get that bum out of here. It's over. Um. Carolina Panthers, will Cam Newton be back next year to be the quarterback of the team? Nah. He, or are like, they going to go with Sam Donald? I don't even think they're going to go with Sam. I think they got to find somebody else because Cam can't he, – he's not Cam anymore, though. Physically, mm-hmm. he, he just he, – the ability is just not there. He, he wasn't elite enough in other areas of the game at quarterback to be able to sustain not having the physical tools. The physicality is what made him great. The elite, super elite arm strength is what allowed him to throw it to people late and still have it get there on time or be able to hit them open without arm strength and without being super accurate or to be able to play uh, throw passes with a bunch of um, anticipation or it's just it's just too many deficits or holes in other parts of his game to be able to be given an opportunity to continue to do this because this is about the third it was Carolina uh, the first time and then New, he was with New England and then mm-hmm. back at Carolina and it's, it's looking like even after being so far removed from the surgeries and being able to heal he's not um, progressing to a point where you look like he's going to be close to what he was um, yeah. before the injuries, it's, it's which is unfortunate. Yeah. Sam Donald, will he be a free agent next year? Um, I think... I don't think you could bring him back after him being benched the way he's been benched and being as terrible as he's been. Um, that experiment's over, too. We were right about that also. Instead of y'all listening to ESPN and NFL Network, we told you he wasn't a first-round quarterback, but you keep listening to dumbasses. It makes you a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out. Flat out, though. I mean, we... I, Not even on me, the board in I the mean, first round. Nobody, no, I don't get no calls, dog. Nobody DMs me and says, you know what? Hey, Lars, you, you you was right about Sam Darnold, dog. You slandered him, you was right. I don't get those calls. Nobody says, oh, young, he, dog, it's just the Jets. It's just the Jets. He's just on the Jets, and the Jets are sorry. So why Or even coming out when we said he wasn't a first-round quarterback. But the white man told, told us that he's the best quarterback in the draft. He should be going number one. Like, dog, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm done with it, though. I'm done, I'm done with it. Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team. Eagles are favored minus three and a half. I think that's low. I think that's high. You think, think that's, that's high? They're going to play they their best game of the season this year. I mean, dog, yeah, the, the Washington dog, football team. Dog, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to bash the Washington football team. I don't think that's going to be the case. It's going to be 20-point mud game? hole in Washington. Let me check the forecast. Give me a sec. It's going to be like 50s. Let me check the forecast. 
dog. What you call ran all over us the first time? They ran for like three hundred plus yards on us the first the first time. Oh, it's gonna be sixty one. Good. It's gonna be sixty nine Saturday. I'm outside, so it's gonna be sixty one. So they'll be. I think they, it's gonna be within a field goal. Okay, so you taking the Washington football team to three and a half? I ain't say that. You taking Tyler Taylor Heineke, his old throw up tackle turnover machine self. You going with him? No way, dog. No way. Especially when the chips are down. And so so before, there was no real, real pressure. Now there is. And, you, and he has all them limitations. I just feel like this team plays well versus teams that can't threaten the deep pass as much as the teams that get their ass by. Of course, the defensive line pressure... Heineke can't play with pressure, period. He's too small. Um, that's a fact. But I don't think they can lay an egg back to back like that. I, I, I pray do. for it. If that happens, I do. This might be the only way to get Ron out of here. But listen, Aaron, you know why I say they're gonna lose? What what is Ron? I think they're gonna go lose. Back, what is what does he go back and tell his football team? After last week or after this week? If after this pad, after the no, after this 50 point loss. He doesn't tell him anything. Because he doesn't know what to tell him. He just starts focusing on the next opponent. That's the thing with coaching. You can just act like you're moving on to the other opponent when he really doesn't know what to say to address it. He doesn't have the it's answers. Over. If he had the answers, they wouldn't get their ass with by 50. It's over. It's Give over. Give me Washington. All right. I got Philly. Denver Broncos at the uh, LA Chargers. Chargers at favorite minus five. I, I'm I wised up now. I'm going with the Denver Broncos though. Broncos. Chargers is full goal, fool's goal. Houston Texans at San Francisco. San Francisco's favorite minus thirteen. Texas have played pretty strong. I mean, like people have counted them out, but they they've been in games. I'm going with the Texans. I'm going Texans. The Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what happened to them, Batman's, but now they got another game. Um, this one's tough versus the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored minus five. Hold up, playing who? Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray too in the Cardinals. Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are favored minus seven. Detroit has played well two weeks, even with backup quarterbacks. That's why I like, I don't be... That whole whole bit about, well, we had all these players out for Rona. And we couldn't. Dog, every team is having to manage that, dog. I hate excuses. You either get it done or you don't. But don't make excuses. The depleted roster and we didn't have our guys and this, this, and that. Like, stop it. You know how many flat football games we play with scrubs on both sides of the ball, young? If you out there, what you trying to do, Aaron? Right, don't show up. Just tell them, you know what, we got too many injuries. We're not going to play this game. We'll take the L. That's it. That's don't get it. to go out there, put bad stuff on film, and then make excuses. And that's all he seemed to, to be able to do consistently. Dog, we ain't have enough guys. We, 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 hey, young, I ain't even going to the field, dog. We ain't even got enough guys today, dog. It just... It is what it is, you know. We're just gonna have to take that L. But they going out that jump just to get mud hole. So I'm going with Seattle minus the seven versus Detroit. 
Seattle. Okay. Rams at Ravens. Ravens are underdogs at home three and a half. Laying three and a half to the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. If they trying Josh Johnson back out there, definitely the Rams. Yeah. Is Lamar sitting for the rest of the uh, regular season? It seemed it seem like it. It seemed like they not even going gonna to risk it. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. This is this is where it ends all. It, this is where it ends for the uh, Minnesota Vikings right here. This is the biggest game of Kirk's career. The biggest game of Kirk's career. It, it, Aaron, Sunday night. This is the biggest stage for him to correct all of the things that everybody said about him since he he's such a B. And every time they do an interview with him, it goes back to the noise and things he's hearing the outside people say about him. If he wants to shut people up, win the game. Win the game. Aaron, he he can't do that. Win the game. If you because, can't win, because, what does that make you? But game but games like this require more than just having the right the right play calls. Because you know how it goes. The first little script script of plays, you know, kind of goes your way. But then when you have to like will your team elevate the play of your team make these tough pl- is it in Green Bay it's in Green Bay let me check the forecast I'm gonna tell you definitively who he don't have he don't have it he don't have it in his DNA Aaron. it's not in his DNA he got an opportunity to shut a lot of people up 12 degrees oh hell no it's gonna be 12 degrees Sunday oh we got authentic in the building oh we gonna yeah we gonna have you on dog you can come slander us you can come slanderous. Eagles uh, have have been Eagles issues have been with consistency. Though y'all more consistent than us, we just gonna <laughs> keep it off. <laughs> it's about to be so bad, dog. It's about to be so bad. I'm not like it's about to be bad, bro. Oh, the high is gonna be 12 degrees, Harold. Oh, Kurt Dunn. <laughs> They finished, though. It's no way. He could be blowing on his hands the whole game. Stop. They done. Kirk Cousins finished, bro. They done. It's no, he has no chance. That's the high for Sunday. I don't even know what, what the temperature's going to be at uh 1 o'clock. Oh, you no. said Sunday night. Sunday night. So it might be 3 degrees. Dog, get him out of here. That's it's going to be freezing temperature. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's going on the parlay. That's a fact. Dog, he, he done. Kirk... Giants going y'all better than us though. At least we at least at least the Giants know they sorry. Washington think we good, but we sorry for real. It's all fool's gold. What I'm you not, think about them bringing the coach and uh quarterback back? That's yeah, what we should let yeah, them call what, in. Yeah, yeah, come on. Go ahead and call in. <laughs> Hold on, let me send them the link, though. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, let's see if I can do this here. So we got time today. There you go. See that there. Yeah. No, Kurt done. Kurt Cousins finished. He finished. You could write a better script. 12 degrees is the high, and they playing on Sunday night. It's going to be, what, 8.30, 9 o'clock? 
That temperature going to be three, four degrees. The low say two degrees, though. You already know, her. And blinking fast. That's his tails. <laughs> he about to slum when he blowing on his hands and blinking fast. Kirk Cousins, dog. I want apologies. I want somebody to send me a, a Merry Christmas gift card apologizing <laughs> for all the for all the Kirk. And, and and you know, people always say, dog, you need to worry about your team. Y'all don't have a quarterback. Kurt is better than anything you have. Blah blah. Listen, he's not, dog. It's like taking Issa Ray, dog. Like No, no, dog, no. He said, send it back. Send it back. And, and, do you, Aaron, do you want a loser on your team just to go 8-8, eight 9-7, and 10-6 eight, and six every year? But that's why the team is trash, because the ownership and the management knows the team, the people would rather be mediocre than be bad to get good. This isn't basketball. You can't just be mediocre, then have two superstars show up and all of a sudden you're great. You have to be bad to get elite quarterbacks or elite top level talent on your team. And they, and because you want to hover around, you want to try to win games you shouldn't be trying to win, and ending up seven and nine and eight and eight and nine and seven, chasing playoff bursts when you know you can't win a chip. That's why you, how thirty years later you end up without a Super Bowl. Like even if we go back to last year, right? They ended up with a uh, John and Davis. They pick what was it nineteen? Mm-hmm. Right. So go back and instead of winning meaningless games and making all these idiot moves. You leave Dwayne in, they go what? Since everybody hates Dwayne so much, what they win? Three, four, four games? Four and 12. Four, and, four 12. and 12. And do you pick before Dallas? You do. It is middle linebacker still a terrible part of your team. So if you end up taking a linebacker at they that don't, point, they don't, they don't, They don't pick him though, Aaron. I think you do because he had enough name cachet coming out. They wouldn't pick uh, Justin Herbert or somebody who you got to do some digging and film on, but he had the biggest name out of the linebackers in the draft, and that's where they mm-hmm. do good, the big names. You don't know he's going to be this good. You don't know that, but they would have picked him, and you find out during the season. They probably wouldn't bliss him at all, but you know how Ron is. He doesn't know what's going on, but you, that's how you get better. You get top-level talent not the third or fourth linebacker on the chart picking for need instead of picking best player available. He's so regular, though. And you can go back through several drafts and just see where they chase these meaningless division championships. And if you extrapolate and go back, let's say you, you know what I mean, move up three or four spots, the player you get versus the player you end up with. Hmm. And that's the story of being a loser for 30 years. it, It comes down to nothing more than that. Yeah, I mean, you do need you do need executives in the building that know how to draft. That matters. That helps, especially in the middle of the draft. Especially in the middle of the draft. The Browns about to be Baker not looking like. And and granted, they they were they were stretching to go with Baker in that draft. That was a stretch for them. He was the most ready at that point. He was the best out of that class to that point. Josh Allen ended up turning a corner, but nobody was taking Josh Allen number one because he was being drafted on physical potential. Mm -hmm. You should have took Lamar, but we said they wouldn't take. (laughs) That was out of the question. So they weren't going to take Lamar, but we said he was the best quarterback in that draft class. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do that. So, I mean, they didn't take Sam Donald. That was correct. Sam Darnold went two. 
<laughs> what were they thinking? I think he went three because they took Saquon at two. Oh, the yeah, Giants yeah. took Saquon at two. But they, did, they didn't take Rosen. I mean, that was the right pick at the time. I just think mm-hmm. philosophically they've allowed Baker to be too much a Baker instead of controlling him and having him fall into their system. They, I think they've molded too much around yeah, who he is yeah, the personality. Yeah, they, yeah that personality. Instead of control. got more commercials than anybody, dog. Right. I'm like, dog, how you a loser and you got all these commercials? As a rookie, he, he, he tied the touchdown record for quarterback. So, like, it's not that he doesn't have an ability. It's just that he doesn't have the, enough leadership or mm-hmm. discipline to be discipline. who he has to play. That, that's what it is. It's discipline. Put the team on his back. He's just another player. He's not like, he's not what they say, like a force multiplier where he's making people better around. Nah. Because nah. you see Odell already got more touchdowns on the Rams. He's been there three games than he did with the Browns all season. And they're running out of people to blame. Yeah, it's starting to fall. I mean, you heard Steve Smith call, call him a bum. <laughs> On national TV. Oh, I ain't see that. <laughs> yeah, Steve Smith said Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback at all. Flat out like that. Yeah. All right, last Monday night game, Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are underdogs at home, three and a half. Give me the Browns. Speaking I mean, of give the, me Browns, the Steelers. Yeah, I, I, I go with the Steelers. They, they just got handed to them. They just got embarrassed. So I wouldn't anticipate that they would come back with a vengeance. They're not trying to let that happen back-to-back weeks, especially not by the Browns. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all of our games, dog. We coming down here the last stretch. Uh, is Good the, stuff is the, coming. Is the, is the, is the, uh, the app ready, dog? Is, is they letting the best go through on the app yet? Nah, not in Maryland. Still got to go across the D.C. line or VA, depending on what joint you want. Oh man, so yeah, that's the uh, that's pretty much it for for the day. I mean, we was gonna get into some uh, okay, authentic John joining. We'll politic with him for a little bit, talk about the NFC East. Um, but yo, you saw John Morant the other night? No, I didn't. Yo, the Batman's clutch. That's Who's everybody's tough. boy? Y'all was That's trying to tough. fight me when I said Moran over uh over, over fat uh, man name. <laughs> fat boy, I can't think of his name. He out no, now. No, you know, you know, uh, what's his name, dog? Zion. Zion. Niggas was ready to fight me. We wasn't gonna fight you. Uh-uh, we were just saying Zion was real, dog. But you, yeah, you you called it, dog. You knew he was. You knew he, he Balrog wasn't gonna hold up, dog, in them legs. He just that Batman is hot. fat. He is eating ham sandwiches every single day for breakfast, lunch, and dip, dog. He is heavy set, dog. And undisciplined, dog. He not coming back this year. He not playing this year. I think it almost hurts you to try to bring him back this year when, you know what I mean, the season's gone. I think you go ahead and just let this Bama rest up, get him in some type of a basketball shape. Like, physically, they got to they gotta rebuild this Bama's body. He, yeah, he done, dog. Yeah, you got you to gotta get this Bama slim fast. You got to put him on an extreme. 
keto diet. Take this Bama off. Any all he doing is cardio all day. Like, no carbs. <laughs> no bread. No carbs. No bread. No cupcakes. Nothing. But Pedialyte and uh, exercise, dog. Because he just. <laughs> It's a shame too, because the Bama is an exciting player, though. He plays hard. He plays above the rim like nobody we've seen since like uh Vince Carter. But oh, the Bama can't keep food out of his mouth. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that, dog. John Morant, though, that dude though. He that guy. Definitely that guy. He uh you know, beat the Suns. And right before that, I, I didn't put the clip up, but before that, Devin Booker hit a clutch three-pointer. He's a cook. And, er- and everybody thought the jump was game over because after he hit that clutch three, Bam was like, like, dang. But they had enough time. And this Bama John Morant, like his ability to get to the cup is reminiscent of John Wall's ability to just get straight beeline to the cup um, and take the contact and finish. Yeah, but, young John Wall. Yeah, he official. Bro. Is he still on the... Y'all still don't want him here? To run the no. one? Y'all still don't want him? They buying his contract, though? I'm saying, the way back was slander, I bet you'll take him back now at the one <laughs> over Aaron Holiday. And uh, <laughs> what they got trying out there now. This Bama Dinwiddie <sighs> is regular, though. Dog, he just... His legs just not dead, dog. Some days his legs noodle soup. Some days... He got the the strength of Achilles in his in his leg. It just it just depends. Oh, he, he got the same legs he had when they signed him to twenty million a year, or not? Yeah, I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, my guy, what's good? What's up? Oh, How you living? We, we were talking about the NFC East, man. I, I mean, you Giants is your mob. You got the show. Y'all talk about the Giants every week. Yeah. You bringing Daniel Jones back. You bringing Gettleman back. I don't even know if he got clearance from the owner to say that they're bringing Joe Judge, Daniel Jones back and himself. How do you feel about that? Well, Gettleman, 1,000%, he's not going to be back. They about to let him resign, but, um, you know, it's truly a firing. Um, As far as uh, Joe Judge and um, Daniel Jones, I mean, uh, man... You know, going into last season, I was like, all the kid needed some weapons. I thought the Giants would be able to win about eight, nine games this year. And, um, you know, that that wasn't the case. I don't know if you could blame it on injuries or what, but, you know, signing off on having Joe Judge back, um, I'm like I'm like 60-40. I'm like 60 where I think they should fire him. I think they use Jason Garrett as a scapegoat. But, um, I mean, one more year, I don't think it hurt too bad. Yeah, so so with the the draft class not being like anything stellar as far as quarterbacks coming out, I don't necessarily when you think about like what options do you have? Yeah. Right? I don't think bringing back Daniel Jones is necessarily a bad option if there's no better options available out there. But if there is, and I don't know how they'll be looking at the situation, um, because I think that, like Daniel Jones, his six, he has a cap on how good he can really be. Yeah, and if, I don't, I don't know if that helps you. If he could be good at all, I, I don't know if, I don't know what how that helps your team or your franchise yeah. by bringing a guy back who 
who just not it. We talk about Kirk Cousins all the time. We slander him because at the end of the day, he's a loser. He's a good quarterback. He's above average, but he just he loses and you can put around you know a bunch of excuses as to why or his defense didn't show up oh this and that but at the end of the day when the team's not making the playoffs and you're the quarterback you know you either get praised like Aaron Rodgers for carrying your team to greatness or lifting up the players around you it doesn't matter who's out or who's in you you figure out a ways to win or you lose and I just think from a morale standpoint in the Giants team you bring back Daniel Jones I don't know that guys don't start looking around like we doing this again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how some of the players are probably already looking at the situation. You're looking at a guy that in every season he's been out there, he got hurt, you know, so you mm-hmm. you have to have the backup quarterback is so important in New York. And um, one of the things that really made me want to call in when you was talking, you know, y'all were talking about maybe uh, Washington being in a worse situation where um, I disagree with that because I think with the Giants right now, there's absolutely no identity. Um, Washington has proven that if y'all can run the ball, y'all can stay within games. And even with a quarterback like Taylor Heineke, who um, might be in the same caliber as a guy like Daniel Jones. We're not too sure yet. I mean, Daniel Jones already has three seasons pretty much under the belt now. Uh, Taylor Heineke just really getting his first crack at it. You know what I'm saying? Just cracked 16 games as a starter for Washington um, this season, I believe, even if he's there or not. Um, But I think Heineke... He does some things well, lacks the arm talent for sure, you know, but the biggest problem is when he don't got the running game, he don't got a game period. He's not the kind of quarterback that's going to go above the X's and O's. Mm. You got to have um, a, a sound running game going with him to then try to keep teams off balance and run play action. Yeah, no, I, I think when you think about like skill set and deficiencies, when I look at Taylor Heineke, to me, he has too many deficiencies. Like, if you have, like, deficiencies and you have stuff he does well, it, yeah. it's a, it's an imbalance there. And I just think, for me, I, I think that Aaron, you know, he may he may have different 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 sentiments around it. But it's like, when you're trying to win, when the, when the whole, whole purpose of you playing a football game is to win, and you have a guy who is limited like Taylor Heineke is limited I just think you just you just lower those chances significantly yeah, yeah you you definitely do and um it, it it makes me wonder you know what are y'all thoughts about Washington going into the draft too because for me I wouldn't be mad at um the Giants taking a quarterback here we got two first round picks looking like two top 10 picks and I wouldn't be too upset if they got a quarterback a lot of people in um the Giants community excuse me they uh most of them want to go double up on offensive linemen because the offensive line has been atrocious this year. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones really hasn't had a good offensive line the whole time, which I look at the Giants like they're in a worse situation in a way. You know, yet yeah, y'all record might be a little bit above the kind of grade team y'all are, especially getting a field goal win against um, New York at home at the beginning of the season. That kind of gives you an extra win right there. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Washington's quite ready to be in the playoffs or anything like that, but I think that y'all are a couple little fixes away from getting that offense right. If if you could pair a true running back, I feel like, with Antonio Gibson, Washington could be in a great space where you could have that game manager actually work over there. Whereas in New York, I don't think a game manager is going to work. And if you know that Daniel Jones ain't the quarterback, I think it'd be better. It'd be a better option for the Giants to just to move on from the coach and from the, uh, the uh, quarterback 
especially if you bring in a new GM. If you bring in a new GM, he should have free reign to be able to pick his own quarterback, pick his own head coach, and, and start from scratch. And that's the position we're going to be in this year because the Giants definitely are definitely firing Dave Gettleman. Hmm. Yeah. Aaron, what you think about that? No, I think from a GM standpoint, he's spot on. I think the GM's going to, the new GM's going to come in and not be tasked with immediately having to pick a head coach and quarterback while also evaluating the situation you're coming into. Because if you're not going to somebody, promote somebody from within, you come in and you immediately got to find a head coach and a, and a quarterback. And if you miss on that, you damn near fail the complete rest of your job at that point. So I think if, like, if Gettleman's gone, then I can understand Daniel Jones and um, the head coach coming back because that's you basically giving the GM a chance to look at the team and decide what else he needs before having to choose uh, the quarterback and head coach. As far as Washington goes, I know the coach is a failure. Like the coach is a loser and has no clue what's going on. So if you don't have a coach that can one, pick players, two, develop them, or three, have the answers from an X's and O's standpoint or anything, I don't know where you go from there. I think without having a super elite quarterback come in that can carry everything on his back, like an Aaron Rodgers, a Peyton Manning, somebody like that, that can lift all sales. I think with Ron Rivera, you're basically going to be spinning your wheels and in the middle of the draft every year until you fire him again and start over. The same situation Washington has been in the last 30 years. That's a solid point. Yeah, that's definitely a solid point. Um, yeah, with, with Washington, it's like, do you, you know, it kind of goes back to what y'all were saying about Kirk Cousins. You know, it's like, do you want a guy that's going to be eight and eight, you know, 17 game season now and whatnot? You know, maybe win you nine games, maximum 10 games, but settling for that, we're just a good team. And, and you're right, you can make up a lot of excuses for situations like that. The Giants now, we've been in the dumps for so long. We're talking five straight seasons now with 10 losses. Like, I'm starting to look at it. If you remove the 2016 team with Odell Beckham and the boat trip, this has been a bad team now for a decade plus right now. So I definitely feel the 30 years pain um, with y'all. And um, it just seems like you would maybe want to switch roles with us, restart it, hit reset button, whereas Giants fans are kind of looking at it like, we just want to get back to average. <laughs> we 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 have a different, we kind of think differently than I, I say most people. Like for us, it, it, should, it shouldn't take 10 years to get your franchise turned around. It should not, it should not. It should take two, three seasons max to really make the changes. Now, uh, granted, if you have the right people in place. Yeah. You know people. after three years if you have the right people in place. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I always tell we, people it don't take four years to rebuild an offensive line, and the Giants have been all. trying to rebuild that offensive line since like 2012, man. They don't keep players. We never get rookies to get to their second deals. And, um, you know, it just seems like we're just drafting players pretty – you know, in the Gettleman era, the first round has been pretty decent, but in the in the middle rounds of the draft, we're drastically missing on players. And, um, you know, the, the number two uh, 2018 pick at running back, a lot of people in the Giants community didn't like that pick. At the time, I thought Saquon Barkley was the right pick. Oh, Saquon is great, dog. He's yeah. great. He can't stay healthy. And, I, I, I mean, it's unfortunate, but, it like, is. his talent, he's a talented running back. I, I don't know what if you go back and you do the draft over, knowing what you know now. Like, let's say you have hindsight, do you pick somebody else? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you would have to. Giants. I mean, we're we're gonna go offensive line 
or edge rusher. I mean, we're struggling at the edge rusher position too. Um, we did hit on Aziz Ojulari, who he's been having a pretty decent season. He's got like eight sacks, tied the Giants rookie record. But um, we've seen this story. I mean, we we just traded, um, what's homie's name? Uh, BJ Hill for Billy Price. And Billy Price is one of the worst offensive linemen in the league right now. And Hill's over there thriving in Cincinnati, you know? So it, I, you guys talked about, like, not being able to assess talent in Washington. It's the same thing in New York. And developing them is even worse. You're seeing players that have been here for years, guys like Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, their game has not matured. They've been the same players since they just got into the league. And the same issues that, you know, hold them back are still holding them back. Sterling Shepard being injuries and Evan Ingram being just drops and just not being able to keep his head in the game. So for the Giants, it's almost reset. I went through the roster. I did a podcast earlier today, and I was going through the players I would keep. It's only about seven, eight players on the whole roster I would keep right now. The whole roster? Yeah. Come on, the whole roster trash like that? No, <laughs> yeah, stop it. It, it. It's a very young team already. You know, they tried to fill a couple of holes, but um, there's not a lot of young talent on this team. You know, the, the Giants had no pro bowlers, and I know everybody, everybody knows that the Pro Bowl is a voting competition, but it does speak volumes to the players that are popular and getting on other teams' radars. And the Giants had zero Pro Bowlers selected, like none. And I'm thinking, like, who could even go to the Pro Bowl? And there's it, it slim pickings, I'm telling you. Maybe Xavier McKinney, and that's about mm -hmm. it. People can't stay healthy on this team, you know? And and that, that, that's been a detriment and one of the biggest excuses for the quarterback is that he he doesn't have a healthy roster around him. Last year, was he don't got the weapons. They've never invested in the weapons. Darius Slayton was a fifth-round pick, the only um, skill position during. So then they paid Galladay 74 mil. Galladay, he look real. He look like he stole money. He's I mean, he's looking very average right now, but that's why I'm yeah. off the quarterback, too, because mm -hmm. there's no way a guy like Galladay should not have a touchdown this late yeah. season. He's sitting on just under 500 yards and 30, 38 yeah, catches. You got to yeah, look at teams like even the Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback. They still find a way to get the ball no, to bro, Cooks. You could throw me out there. I'm going to get more than 38 receptions, though. If I just yeah. run around all season, like you're just going, you're going to fall into 38 receptions. So that that's definitely disappointing. And he's he's up near the top as far as receivers go for um for the New York Giants. That's how bad it's been this year. And not only this year, it's been like, it was like that last year. Even when we had Golden Tate on the roster, he led our team in touchdowns. He had three touchdowns on the season. Haven't had a thousand yard uh, yeah. wide receiver on this team. You know, I, I can't Man, blame like it all Kenny Gallagher. Tate got the talking. They start he got the talking behind the scenes. They ain't like and that. For the camera. Remember Monday night? Yeah. <laughs> he scored that touchdown and he said, throw me the effing ball. Right oh, into yeah, the they, camera, like, you know? they don't like that. Everybody who's like, like the Eli that. Apple, they got him about it. Anybody who's talking recklessly. Yeah. Yeah, he, Eli Apple, I, I mean, they had to get rid of him. And that's just missed draft picks in the Jerry Reese era, you know, which we thought was bad until we got to Gettleman. But I will say this, like Gettleman, I thought that he was doing a decent job of bringing in talent. Mm -hmm. I did think that during while he's bringing in players like Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Kyle Rudolph was signed. He definitely he tried. He definitely he tried. gave it a valiant effort at the end. He was like, oh, yeah, writing on the wall. OK, let me go ahead and just pull the trigger and try to make something happen. I, I thought he essentially saved himself. He almost but, did, I think. And if, if the Giants could have won a couple more games, it would have spoke volumes for him, you know, in that front office. But being that it's going so bad the way it is and the offense is just it's been it's been a dismal offense since 
Dave Gettleman got here. I mean, let's be real. Like, even when they the 2018 team with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham, they didn't put up big numbers like that. It was a fun season for us. We only won five games, but it was a fun year because at least you got some highlights. When I look at the recent years with Daniel Jones, there's not even highlights. It, it's just bad football. You're looking at back-to-back seasons now with the lowest amount of touchdowns that you will ever find out of a starting quarterback in the NFL. This year it was 10. I think he got 10 touchdowns this year and 11 touchdowns all of last season. That's just not starting quarterback material. And, um, you know, a lot of people want to blame the last two seasons on Jason Garrett. And if you go back to the 2019 season with Daniel Jones with Pat Shermer, you know, Daniel Jones, he did put up 24 touchdowns in 12 games, but it was at the cost of a ton of turnovers. He led the mm-hmm. league in turnovers. He had 19 fumbles. Six oh, of them fumbles got Daddy. returned for touchdowns. From that ain't going to get you Ws. That's not yep. going to get you Ws. Dog, what, what you going to do these last two games? You just going to – I know it's hard to have your heart in it when 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 your team is basically – it's done. Uh, like, how you just going to – you just – is there anything behind the game when y'all play us? Because I think y'all about to mudhole us. Like, I I don't know what's going on. We fighting on the sidelines, all types of stuff going on over here. It's bad, bro. It's bad. Yeah, that was crazy to see that that fight on the sidelines. Um, but you shouldn't be putting your finger in the white face, for real. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been clocked fact. out for a while, man. I've been clocked out, I would say... Five, four or five weeks now. I've been clocked. So out. you, I mean, I, so you've been, you've been doing stuff. You've been recording on Sundays and making beats. Just not even like just the game in the background because that's what I've been doing. I mean, I, I just I, had I watch a game, every game You know, I, every NFC East game, especially I watch because you know I gotta, I gotta report on it. At oh least. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, facts, I'm podcasting facts. like four days a week. Um, so I, I've definitely been following Washington heavy. I mean, I've been following Washington heavy. My co-host is a Washington football team fan. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm, I'm, you know, it, y'all been having some interesting games. I'll keep it real. Up until this last one, the the winning streak y'all were on. I mean, every game I was on the edge of my seat. I thought they were really like really fantastic games. Um, down to the wire, the back to back games, seventeen to fifteen. You know, it was very interesting to see y'all go on that run, and um, you know, actually make a little bit of a playoff push here. Yeah, but it I was all luck. Out. It was, it was a little bit of luck, and it's no, it was lucky. Them last it was them, them two interceptions to, get us to start another, the game against yeah. the Bucks. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> how you fall into a trap game, and the Bucks did. And then y'all went on y'all little streak. I liked it, um, but yeah, I've been clocked out for a while, and um, it, it's just kind of fun to just see like where it's gonna go. You know, with the Giants, mm-hmm. I was doing this whole thing, kind of just joking, being like, free Mike Glennon. Then we get Mike mm-hmm. Glennon. He's not. He's playing like garbage as well. We had Jake Fromm come in on a Sunday and got yeah, his yeah. first start, and that that was ugly. 25 total yards on 17 throws. The boy looked awful out there. So I'm just, it's kind of like a joke. You know, the season is, it's over now. We know it's more than 10 losses. I'm done with it. And um, it's going to be fun to cover the playoffs. I've been doing our fantasy show on Sundays too, man. Mm-hmm. And I got I got one fantasy team that's about to be in the championship. So okay, be about that. So, I mean, it's, it's football, man. I always tell people, yeah. like, bad football no, it, is better than no football. Yeah, facts. Facts. Football season is... It's, it's, it's everything we wait for. This gentleman, when the football season starts, it's like Christmas for real. Cause it's like, can't sleep, be up, wait, like, uh, all the fantasy implications that go with it. So, nah, man, for sure. Facts. No, oh, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. I know it was last minute, but, you know, it was always a pleasure to get, get uh, you know, a fellow podcaster uh, on here. You know, definitely. Um, have to do it again get your co-host on here the beard yeah um, for sure man for, for, for those of you who don't know please go follow 
authentic. Uh, he's he's authentic on IG. Uh, has a podcast. They every time I look up, y'all live. So y'all yeah, y'all be podcasting heavy. That's all. Yeah, we y'all do. y'all podcast heavy. Um, so it's a authentic in the beard podcast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you check it out. Always got good. T- content on there uh you know talking about sports and stuff like that primarily nfc east content yeah all uh, which, East content yep the yeah, best which, division which, in football that's the that's best the, division the in football name of the show but you what's well, not the best man. division this year we're going to yeah, just go ahead we still got the most <laughs> chips you know we're still doing yeah, some yeah, yeah 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 for, for sure man but i appreciate you you know taking the time De- definitely uh thank you man shout out to you anytime appreciate man anytime appreciate you having me pull up bro yeah all right uh, so that's that's all we got for the for the show today. Follow us at OSS980 Other Side of Sports. Uh, shout out Where's Buffy Podcast. Shout out Kicking It with G Man, Lance J Radio, Free Agent Radio. Um, shout out to Authentic for joining us and, and talking talking to Giants. Um, and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do feel? Do-